Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on today's episode, we are going over season 5, episode 12, called Rock of Ages, and it premiered on November 23rd, 1994. So the episode starts out and Brandon is studying in his room when he hears music from downstairs blasting. Jim is blasting the Rolling Stones. Jim has a client that works for them and he has is kind of in the mood listening to the Stones. I mean, I don't disagree because I do think the Stones are great. And Brandon and Cindy are talking to him and he has some swag, uh, Rolling Stone swag that he gives to Brandon. And Brandon's like, this is great, but you know, but really great tickets because they are playing at the Rolls Bowl, I guess, that weekend. And uh, Cindy says, I think it's so funny that after all these years, people are still into the Stones. And I don't, I mean, I think people still are still into the Stones. I mean, they're not playing as much as they were, but I think generations know who they are they are probably one of the most famous rock and roll bands of all time and I mean my dad is a huge Stones fan and I really enjoy their music also so they have some really great songs so you know it's kind of like I mean they're not the same as the Beatles but kind of like the Beatles in a way where it's just timeless music which I think so then we see some concert footage of Mick and the boys on stage and um They were really, they actually, um, I mean, I'll go maybe into it a little bit more in the fun facts and tidbits part, but they actually filmed the concert with the cast there. So it was actually, um, they filmed some of the, this whole episode, well, not the whole episode, but a lot of the episode at the concert. So it's kind of cool that they did this. And I think there was a write-up about it, um, when the Stones were going to play at the Rose Bowl, but I'll, I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more uh, when we get there. So then we see Kelly's looking at a bunch of proofs from her photo shoot. She's looking at the photos when Brandon comes over and she tells him that she's going to the concert for the magazine and she's got some VIP tickets and he tells her he finds out about the review if he will be president or if he is going to no longer be eligible to be president anymore. So he's waiting on that. We then see David, Don, and Claire are doing some recording. um, They're in like a recording booth uh, doing some news story about the concert, the Rolling Stones concert that's, I guess, coming into town. I'm confused also, like, where is it going to be? What is this recording going to be for? He no longer works for the radio station. But is this for the radio? Because it's a recording. Last day, he was like the cameraman for the TV sh- to TV um, news. So maybe he's just doing a recording for the news. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe one. I. I. Again, I don't. I don't know. I don't really get it. But they're recording. Claire and Donna's kind of directing. It seems, and they're kind of bashing the Rolling Stones, and. Ray was there watching over and he basically tells Donna they are dead wrong 
about the Rolling Stones and talking about how great the Stones are. He loves them. And he tells Donna he's going to take her to the concert. She will be the first girl, um, or first concert he's taking her to in her first Rolling Stones concert. I've never seen them in concert. Um, so then Cindy is joining Kelly and Andrea um, at the student union while they're looking at some of her proofs. So Cindy's still a grad student there. I forgot about that, but she, cause she has like books and stuff. So it's funny, like Cindy's on campus hanging out with them and Brandon shows up and Cindy's like, look what I got for you. And she got him Rolling Stones tickets. So he's very excited that he is going to be able to go to the Rolling Stones concert. And Andrea, uh, he, but he's nervous about his whole like hearing thing. So Andrea tells him that if he wants to speak to Jesse, he can give him legal advice because apparently he could be impeached. Um, which is also funny. She's like offering her husband for legal advice. He's now, he's like, a, what is he, a third year law student now? Like, come on. He's a law student. He didn't pass the bar. He's in law school. He's not an attorney in any way, shape or form. Or are they forgetting them? Because not long ago, he's like, I have to study. But now he's able to give legal advice. I mean, if Brandon really needs a lawyer, he needs an actual lawyer, not a third year law student. Just putting that out there. Um, so then in Brandon's office, Alex, uh, douchey Alex, comes to see him and talk to him. Also, he's still wearing his denim coat. And he basically said that the review board has changed the date to that very evening. They moved it up. They were supposed to have it like in the next few days. They're having it that night. So that night, this evening, is the Rolling Stones concert. So Brandon is going to miss the concert, it seems. Um, But Alex basically says to Brandon, if he's willing to resign, he will basically bygones be bygones. And he will kind of back him for a Senate seat for the following year. And Brandon says basically fuck you no I'm not gonna take your deal and I also like what I, I don't get it like does Al is Alex planning on running for president he wants to be it's just weird to me I don't know but at the rehab facility now where Dylan is Valerie goes to visit him and you can see he's definitely in a better place he's shaving now he doesn't have his like you know five o'clock shadow beard every day and he just doesn't look like a mess like he's been looking like more recently looks a lot better and she gives him a rolling stones hat from brandon because brandon got the swag so she gives him a hat and she does mention to him that nobody knows that she was with him the night that he almost died in the car accident and she doesn't want anybody knowing and he says Basically, he's not going to, he's not going to throw him under the bus. And she just tells him about throwing out his stash when she went to his apartment. And because they did discuss now here, basically the cops are going to be going probably after him at some point. And she, he said he doesn't want to drag her into this stuff. And you could see that they both come to a resolution here 
that their little fling, their relationship, whatever it is, it's done. They are no longer going to be sleeping together or hooking up. It just, it was, it started out very toxic in a way and just they're not good together is what they're, you know, and he needs to go about this alone is what his feeling is. So then at the Rose Bowl, it's a little bit early, but it is the day of the concert. Uh, Ray and Donna show up and she's really confused. She's like, well, I thought you had tickets and you don't have tickets. He's like, no, no, we don't need tickets. He's like, we need these. And he holds up a vendor passes. So they're going to be working at the event. They are not going to be attending. Claire and David are on the internet now in a Rolling Stones chat room. You remember chat rooms? Um, I used to spend hours on, it's like so funny, like signing on to AOL and with a, like those noises and sitting there waiting, like really excited. Then you'd go into like these chat rooms with like people that are your age, talk to people all over, like, you know, all over the place. Um, you remember like it used to be uh, age, sex, location. So I would write like 12, F and Y like it was just it was just so funny like that's how people used to communicate (laughs) um and now if your computer takes more than like a second to get on people are freaking out yet we used to sit patiently waiting for our AOL uh to load up and then if someone picked up the phone you'd get disconnected oh it was the worst (laughs) times have changed um, and we had one computer, which was like a big deal. We had one computer in four or five people in the household. So it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so they, um, they are on the internet. They are in a Rolling Stones chat room. And she starts in being kind of like a troll, which wasn't a thing then. People didn't call people trolls then. But to today's standard, she's being a troll, bashing the stones, and then David joins in and continues with this trolling because they're having so much fun bashing. It's very weird to me, though, that David does not like the Rolling Stones. I know that he's into, like, hip-hop music, but he's, like, the musician, and, like, he was playing Beethoven on the computer, like, on the piano. You'd think he'd have more of an eclectic music taste, but it's like he doesn't like the Rolling Stones for some reason. I don't... Makes no sense to me. But... He mentions that they got tickets from his dad. So Claire's like, you know what? I think we should go. And he's like, why? What, you know, why would you want to go? And she's like, I think it would be fun. We can go see what, every, see what this is all about. So they decide they're going to go to the concert too. Then we see at the Rose Bowl, back at the Rose Bowl, Ray is... Ray and Donna are dressed in their getup to be vendors. They're wearing, it's funny that the attire is, they look like caterers. Black pants, white button-down shirt with a black bow tie um, that they're both wearing. Which I don't, I don't, that's not really a vendor getup to me, but they are wearing that. And he takes her, he's like, I gotta show you something. So he brings her to the stage. And she's like, wow, this is amazing. And I think they're really at the stage at the Rose Bowl. She's like, how many people is this in front of? And he said around 70,000, which is probably true. Um, 
Ray picks up one of the guitars because the guitars are on um, the stage for some reason. It's a little early and he starts singing his song, Hold On. And then a roadie, rem- remember about the roadie because I'm going to mention him in the tw- tidbits, comes out and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? You kids get off the stage and they leave. They're not supposed to be on the stage. So then Steve Nat and Willie go to visit Dylan at rehab and they're talking about kind of the peach pit after dark and his involvement because they know that he doesn't have the money and stuff and they're just trying to figure out what they're going to do and this is the most that Willie's ever spoken before which is really funny because Dylan says to him Willie why are you looking at me like that and he says, I feel bad for you, Dylan. You just keep messing up. And then they kind of start laughing about it. But it was like, Willie got a line. Ugh, he's so cute. Love me some Willie. Um, Willie and Nadine for the win. And so then Jim is in the living room. This is funny. And he is, again, rocking out to the Rolling Stones. And... Cindy comes in there and he's, Jim's in the mood for some loving. So he starts dancing with Cindy. They start kind of like undressing a little bit. They start kissing and Valerie walks in and she's like, oh my God. And they're obviously like mortified. And she's like, um, they didn't think she was going to be home and they didn't think Brandon was going to be home. She's like, nope, I'm just going to come home and study. So, um, they, she's like, I'll just be upstairs and she'll stay upstairs and let them do their thing. But they kind of start laughing about it when she leaves as well. So it was a funny little moment. So then Brandon is at the hearing and he's got his counsel, Jesse Vasquez with him, the third year law student. <laughs> and Alex is there wearing his denim coat. Cause that's all he does wear is denim jacket. And Andre is there and she's got some insider information on the panel that's going to be making the decision. So she, she's giving Jesse and Brandon some feedback on who's, who the panel is. And basically from what she's telling them, it doesn't look good for Brandon and he's not feeling optimistic about it either. So then at the concert, Steve and Kelly show up in a limo They run into Claire and David, who are waiting for Mel to get their tickets to go in. But Kelly and Steve are VIP. He's got some meeting there also because he's, I don't know, he's her manager or something. So they go up to the VIP entrance. Kelly goes right in. She's like, I'll see you in there because she's on the list. And they say Steve is not on the list. And he's trying to say that he is a personal guest of Claudia something And they're like, yep, she's on the list, but she didn't leave your name. They said, go to the special ticket window. They're going to help you there. So he's like, fine. So he starts going over to the special ticket window. Guy bumps into him. And when Steve's on the ticket line, he quickly realizes the guy that just bumped into him stole his wallet. So his wallet is gone. He doesn't have it. And he is kind of screwed at this point. So... We then see Dylan, and he is at a group therapy uh, meeting in rehab. And he is the newest member. He's introduced to the group. And there's a guy named Charlie who's a little bit older 
who just does not like to see, doesn't like Dylan. He doesn't like, he decided he's not into the new guy. He starts ripping on him for wearing a Rolling Stones hat because he's wearing that hat that Valerie gave him. And a girl there recognized him from high school. She was like two years older than him. And, um, which is so funny because, so this is November of 94. So she says to Dylan, did you go to West Beverly? He's like, yeah, class of 93. Just be like, yeah, I graduated last year. <laughs> like, it's just funny. And she's like, okay, yeah, I recognize you. I'm two years older than you. So she's in rehab also. So back at the concert, Donna is handing out programs. And Steve, who is outside, sees her. So he starts calling her name. And she's like, Steve, looking around. And then she sees him and she goes over to him and he's like, what are you doing? Because he sees like what, how, she, why she's dressed and so she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm selling programs. And then she's like, why do you want one? She's like, actually, this is so adorable in this scene. She's like, do you want one? And he's like, why are you dressed in that ridiculous get up? <laughs> like he's so confused with what's going on. And then uh, he tells her some guy stole his wallet and Ray comes over. He's like, what's going on? And she tells Ray, she's like, Steve got screwed. Um, someone stole his wallet. He can't get in. Do you think we can get him in as a vendor? So he's like, yeah, definitely. We'll get him in. So they, we then see Steve inside as a vendor handing out ice cream. And then he quickly kind of like just rushes off. He gives someone like the rest of his little ice cream and he is going to go, I guess, change back into his regular clothes so he can go to that VIP meeting that he was set to do. So then uh, the music starts playing and Ray grabs Donna and he is rushing her to the stage so they can see the beginning of the show. Um, We see Mick come out, they start singing and they are, and we see everybody, they're having fun, they're enjoying the beginning of the Rolling Stones song, the concert. So back at Brandon's hearing, Janice and Alex are kind of on the opposing side of Brandon. I don't think she has anything against Brandon per se. I think she just really wants a new try, a new, um, new election is what her feeling is because whatever. So she, cause she's speaking I think she's a law student. Yeah, she's a law student. She, just like Jesse, uh, she is saying that there is no language in the handbook or whatever that in the event of a president dying, that the vice president takes over. And because of that, Brandon just has seized power of the office and we want a new election, which we think is fair. So then they're kind of, and Alex just, like, he's so fucking weird. He's just, like, smirking at him. And they go on, like, a recess for a quick minute. And Brandon is just, he's negative. He's not feeling good about it. And he tells Jesse that he wasted all of his time holding those Senate meetings. And Jesse kind of looks at him and he's like, did you hold every Senate meeting? He goes, yeah, I mean, no one really showed up, but I called every single Senate meeting to order and came and left. So he's like, hmm, interesting. So then 
back at rehab, uh, Charlie and Dylan are kind of sitting in this group circle because it's like this therapy group and they're arguing because Charlie is getting really mad at Dylan for wearing the Rolling Stones hat. He wants him to take the hat off and Dylan is basically saying, fuck you, I'm not taking that hat off. Just because he... Like, I think just because he so angrily wants him to take the hat off, he will not take the hat off. So it's kind of funny. They're having this back and forth. And to Charlie, he said that the hat is a trigger for him because he says they don't call it sex, drugs, and rock and roll for nothing. And Dylan's like, that's your problem. I don't really care that this is a trigger for you. It's not a problem for me. I like the hat. I want to wear the hat. So they're just silly argument over a hat. So then in back at the Senate meeting, Jesse has a plan that he says that because Brandon calls every meeting to order, he should be allowed to stay as president. He says just because Janice and the other senators never showed up, that's not on Brandon. That is on you guys, Brandon took control of presidency because he was the president. You guys didn't show up. He showed up every single time, and that's on you. So they quickly have a vote, and who wins? Brandon Walsh wins. Brandon is the president of the school now. So he got the job. It's his. No more issues. And Alex could go cry into his denim coat somewhere else because Brandon's the president and Alex is not. So... Back at the concert, Claire and David are waiting again for Mel, who is nowhere to be found, and Claire is ticked off. So then the scalper comes over to them and was like, do you guys want to buy tickets? And they kind of look at each other, so they're going to buy tickets now to get into the concert. We then see Kelly in the VIP lounge when Steve, she hears Steve He's having issues with security getting out into the VIP lounge. And Kelly comes over there and he's like, please, Kelly, vouch for me. I'm Steve Sanders. Because the guy's like, he's on the list, I think, but he does not have his ID because his wallet was stolen. So the guy's like, I can't let you in because I don't really know if you're Steve Sanders. So Steve says to Kelly, please vouch for me. And she's like, who are you? And he's like, Kelly. And she's like, I'm kidding. He's definitely Steve Sanders. So he's in the VIP lounge and he is thrilled, he's happy, and he is kind of where he wanted to be the whole time, which is good for Steve. Um, Back at the rehab, Charlie is starting, comes into Dylan's room as he's like getting his sheets in. And they start to talk a little bit and you can kind of see they have common ground. I think Charlie is basically implying to Dylan that he respects him for coming at him and he didn't just bow down to him, whereas everybody else kind of does back down. And he appreciated that and they have this common ground. He also mentions that he is 42. And because he's saying like, this is my last shot. Like, I don't want to come back here. I want to get clean. I want to leave. I'm taking this seriously. And then he says he's 42. I'm going to look how old he is because literally I would have guessed he was 52. Um, So I'm not sure how old he is, but he says he's 42 and I find that hard to believe. But I don't know. So at the end 
of the episode, back at the concert, David and Claire are there. They're dancing, having a good time. Brandon and Andrea show up. They're there a little late, but they're jamming out. Um, You can see, it's funny, like, Claire actually likes them now. And uh, the two songs they played... um, they played some songs that, I mean, I'll mention them, I guess, in the, the, the tidbits part, but uh, It's Only Rock and Roll, But I Like It is a song they played, and yeah, they, I'll mention the Rolling Stone songs in the tidbits. But yeah, that is it for this episode. We got a lot of concert footage in it, so I think it was a lot less storyline than other episodes, but Rolling Stones on 90210. Fun facts and tidbits. Okay, so as I mentioned, this was a real Rolling Stones concert. They filmed at the, well, the concert was at the uh, Rose Bowl, which is in Pasadena in California. And um, the concert was in October of 94. So they filmed this probably a month before the episode came out. And it was the Rolling Stones were on tour for their album, the Voodoo Lounge Tour. So the, I think, you know, just because Rolling Stone music and television, like you have to pay like an arm and a leg, but maybe they were able to let them do anything from the Voodoo Lounge tour. But I think other old songs, which they did use, um, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but the songs that they did was Start Me Up, which is one of their more popular songs. They got It's Only Rock and Roll, Not Fade Away, and You Got Me Rockin' were the songs that were featured on the episode for the Rolling Stones. Uh, Also, I said, remember who plays the roadie that kicks Donna and Ray off the stage when they're there? That roadie was played by Larry Mullen, who is a writer on the show, and he actually wrote this episode. So that's kind of cool. And then... I was searching everywhere for Charlie's age because he says he's 42. I didn't think he could look 42. Can't find him anywhere. I can find him. I think he's, uh, I kind of know what he's doing now, but can't find his age, but he's looking a lot older. My guess is I'm going to just make a guess. He says he's 42 in 94. I think he was 47. That's what I'm going to say. I'm saying he's a little bit older than what he's saying. That's just my my guess. And finally, I'm going to do this episode spotlight on Jamie Walters, Ray Pruitt himself. So, Jamie was born James Leland Walters Jr. He was born on June 13th in 1969, which makes him 51 now. He is uh, from Boston, and he is uh, an NYU uh, student. He went to NYU. He kind of became a little famous in 92, so two years before this, 
Aaron Spelling had a show called The Heights that I kind of watched maybe the first episode, and I think it was supposed to be about musicians in a band. So he was on that show as kind of the main cast member, and he had a song, which was his own song, called How Do You Talk to an Angel? And it reached number one on the Billboard charts. It was like a huge success. But the show didn't last very long. Think maybe one season, if it got that. Also, fun fact about him, same times, 92, he was engaged to Drew Barrymore, which is kind of crazy because Drew Barrymore was a huge star, but also she was probably engaged to lots of people, but he was one of them. He got married in 90, uh, 2002. He has three children with his uh, ex-wife now, Patricia Walters. Uh, they got divorced in 2015. And in 2002, so the same year he got married, he became a firefighter pa- um, paramedic. And apparently he's currently serving uh, with the LA uh, Fire Department, which is kind of cool. He also appeared on the BH90210 reboot uh, for a little cameo. So he'll be, he was seen on that. So yeah, that is it for the spotlight and for the fun facts and tidbits for this episode. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on the next episode, we're going over season five, episode 13, Up in Flames. If you're a fan of the show, I think think you know which episode this is if not it's a goodie if you haven't seen it yet um but yeah we'll see you next time thanks for listening